There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. My name is Dean Kirshner, and I'm part of the Ministry of Gospel Link. As you can tell by the name, Gospel Link is centered on the good news of Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done, and what He is doing today. God made us all differently and uniquely, and He gave us all different gifts and skills. My mother told me once that I had a gift. She said, I had the gift of gab. I've spent 40 years trying to figure out if that's a gift or a negative character quality. <laughs> I suppose it could be either, depending on how I use it. Obviously, I love telling stories, and I'm trying to tell stories twice a month that honor our Lord and Savior and tell how he is working in the worldwide church today. We haven't had a cup of good news from Asia for a while, so today's story is going to be from Cambodia and is titled, The Woodcutter. Now this takes me back to those gifts I was talking about, or maybe in this case, I mean skills. If you are a young person, you need education, experience, and skills. There is a balance in those three to prepare you for a fruitful life. Our culture puts somewhat of an emphasis on education and knowledge, but if you don't have skills, if you can't actually do anything, well, education needs to be balanced with practical skills. And oh, by the way, video games may be a skill, <laughs> but it's not a practical skill. What is a skill? How about cutting down trees? My grandpa had a 90-acre farm in Maine, and every year he burned 20 cords of firewood every winter. Now that's a lot of firewood. So I have cleared some forest in my day, and cutting trees is what I would call one of my skills. Now we're going to get to Cambodia in a minute, but I have to share my own woodcutting story, at least the most recent one. It was this past March, March 2023. Not only am I telling stories for this podcast, but I also speak in churches and share about the ministry of Gospel Link and challenge people to lift up their eyes and get involved in missions to support national preachers. So this past March, I'm in Maryland, speaking at Locust Valley Bible Church. I love the people of this church. I went to this church as a teenager, and today they support my ministry with Gospel Inc. James Pencola has gone to Malawi with Gospel Inc. And I have so many friends there and people who pray for my family. So one dear friend, that attends Locust Valley is named Tessima. Tessima is originally from Ethiopia, so he has always been keen on hearing what gospeling preachers are doing in Africa. Tessima also found out that I was a pretty good woodcutter. At least that's what my reputation was. 
<laughs> Good reputation gets around. So Tessima tells me that he has a couple of trees to cut at his house. And I agree that instead of actually paying me, he would like to make a donation to the Harvest Hope Home or Orphanage in Malawi. Great idea. Great deal. I mean, I'm trying to raise money to support Harvest Hope Home. Tessima wants to see the gospel go forth in Africa. And I'm a pretty good tree cutter. And then there's this verse. Let him that thinketh he's a good lumberjack take heed lest the tree fall the wrong way. Now, I can't quite remember the reference for this verse, but I'm pretty sure that's the way it reads. Tessima's tree was big. It was real big. Probably a 50-year-old pine tree. It went straight up. No lean, no forks, no twist. This tree was big, but it was going to be easy. A suggestion was made that maybe I should climb up and top it off. Mm, but that can be tricky, so I simply decided instead to climb up about 60 feet and tie a big horsehair rope around the top, sort of as insurance. Whew, that was a tall tree. 60 feet up in the air is a long way up. But I got the rope tied, and then I came down to cut the tree. Do you know where this is going? Have you ever heard of a hall of shame? Well, I have, and I have one. So I make the cut in the tree. And I have to be honest, my friend, not Tessima, but another friend said, isn't that cut a little shallow? I shrugged and said, well, I don't know, go ahead and make it deeper if you think. And that, I think, was our mistake. Put it this way, in about 10 minutes, my friend, myself, Tessima, my son Wesley, and four of his friends were all on the other side of the horsehair rope hanging on for dear life, trying to rock the tree to the side on which it was supposed to fall, but to our horror, not to the side which it was leaning. We were sweating. We were praying. We were suggesting. We were getting hernias. And as we pulled and pulled and pulled and we tried to rock that pine tree our way. You know, the sound of a falling tree has a special sound. The branches rush through the air. The trunk creaks. And in a culminating rush, you hear the great timber kiss the ground with this natural crash and thud. It's the sound that a woodcutter loves. The tree is down. The danger is over. And now it's time to cut up the firewood. However, the crash of a pine tree into a house is not quite so pleasant to hear. In fact, I can tell you from experience, the sound has a sickening effect as you hear rafters crack, bricks break, and in Tessima's case, the heat pump turned into a pancake. Maybe it's time to move on to Cambodia. Maybe I'm not the skilled lumberjack I thought I was. I should add here that my other skill, and perhaps my <coughs> better skill, is roofing. So as my son and his friends stacked up the limbs, and as Tessima called his insurance company, I got up on the roof and fixed the rafters, 
put back the shingles, fix the fascia board. I could not fix the heat pump. Oh well. Scripture says, before honor is humility. And I got a big dose of humble pie to eat that day. Let's talk about another woodcutter. His name is Yun Meek. Now, Yun Meek lives in the countryside of Cambodia. So suffice it to say, he does not live in a very affluent area. The country of Cambodia has taken many, many years to recover from the disastrous events of the 1970s. In fact, I would say they still haven't recovered. The unemployment in Cambodia is somewhere between 15 and 18 percent. On one hand, that doesn't seem too bad compared to many emerging countries, but do you know the last time that the United States had more than 15 percent unemployment? Try the year 1941. 1941, 80 years ago, was the last time our country saw unemployment as high as Cambodia has today. And Cambodia feels like they're improving. For those who are employed, the wages are not real good. People working in the capital, Phnom Penh, will make maybe $200 a month. Some occupations more, some less, but that's the city. Where Yun Meek lives, he lives in an area that is noted for growing trees and cutting trees, mostly for firewood. Yun was a quiet person. We would call him an introvert. He liked the country. He liked the solitude of doing simple work and doing a day's work with his hands. The mountains have trees, lots of them, and Yoon would hitch his cow to a cart and travel up to the mountains for several days. It was a climb up, so it took the better part of the whole day to get there. But the mountains are clean, far from the bustle, and quiet, except for the hack-hack of other axes. Yoon would follow the trees and then cut them up into firewood. He would load up his cart, and this would take about four days. Then he and his cow would start the long descent to where he could sell his hard work. Going downhill might be easier, except now the cart is full. Everyone who has hiked knows that going down muscles hurt just as much as the climbing muscles. Round trip for Yoon to bring back a load of firewood was usually about six days, and Yoon expected to make $10 for his efforts. Not $10 a day, $10 for the six days. <laughs> the Meek family practiced Buddhism, but most of Yoon's siblings received their enjoyment in life by drinking alcohol. Yoon wasn't so inclined. The quiet, peaceful promises of Buddhism appealed to him. He dreamed about becoming a Buddhist priest. Maybe he could achieve peace for his soul. So between trips to the mountains and selling firewood in the marketplace, Yoon studied the Dharma disciplines. Patience, cleanliness, non-stealing, love of truth, non-anger. Yes, these things were what Yoon wanted in his soul. Not many people in his country truly had them, but he was seeking them. And then one day, Yoon's younger brother met an organization that had come to their village to help people with farming. They were good people. They were friendly. They were followers, not of the Buddha, but of someone they called Jesus. 
kind of the same as Buddhists, thought Yoon, and he was glad that people had come to help their poor village. Yoon went to meet these people and asked if they could help supply him with some healthy chickens. Every time I met these people, they are good-natured and friendly. They, they were so kind. Yoon decided to listen to their teaching. They had Bibles in his language. He began coming to their worship services and to their teaching times. Yoon was quiet, not outspoken. He didn't like public attention. And becoming a Christian, mm, that would certainly draw attention. Yoon was married and already had children when he decided to follow Jesus. He didn't make a big announcement. In fact, as he walked from his home to the church service, he would hide his Bible in a black plastic bag so people would not know that he was studying the Christian book. At home, he began to sing the praises of Jesus that he had been learning. <laughs> his wife laughed and thought he was going crazy. You and Meek had not gone crazy. He had found the Savior of the world. One day on the radio, he heard that a Bible school was offering classes for new applicants in the city of Phnom Penh. He had never been to the capital city. Yoon was so introverted that it was a scary thing for him to even be in a large group. They asked him why he wanted to study to be a pastor. Good question. Yoon tells his testimony today. He says, God knew my desires. God knew my thoughts. God knew my weaknesses, and God made a way for me to go to the Bible school. Yes, God changed Yoon Meek. God changed Yoon's family. After two years, his wife accepted Jesus. His three children accepted Jesus. Now, when he sings at home, his entire family sings with him. They forsook the superstitions of the sorcerers, and they no longer worship spirits because Jesus gave them assurance and peace. Eventually, Yoon's brothers and sisters, even those who were alcoholics, repented and accepted Jesus. The villagers were amazed to see them stop drinking. They began to listen to the reason of the changed lives they saw. There was no more smoking, no more swearing in these people. Since 2014, Yoon Meek, this introverted woodcutter, has led 31 families in his village to turn to Jesus. In Cambodia, they count by families, but within these 31 families, there are 143 Christians. They have started three cell groups where people gather to worship and praise the Lord. Not once a week, but several times a week. Does this sound like good news from a far country? Oh yeah. You know, I think about you and Meek, and I wonder if he is a better woodcutter than I am. Eh, hard to say. I mean, he could probably handle an axe better than I could, but he's never used a chainsaw. On the other hand, he's probably never caused $10,000 worth of damage by dropping a tree on someone's house. And I don't think that I would live in the mountains with a cow for a week just to make $10. <laughs> Speaking of money, Yoon Meek has been sponsored through Gospel Inc. since 2019. He doesn't have to go to the mountains to cut firewood anymore. There's two families that sponsor Yoon Meek. One lives in Richmond, Indiana, and the other lives in Rapid City, South Dakota. And Yoon Meek and his family can live on the money that he receives from these two sponsors. 
His family has 17 chickens and four pigs. They grow their own vegetables and grow their own pineapples. But now that he's supported through Gospel Inc., he's not just living a better life. He's spending his time spreading the gospel. At the end of last year, 2022, Yoon tells about his evangelistic efforts. He wrote, On November 7, I shared the gospel of Jesus' message to 35 grandparents. I explained that Jesus can save people from their sins even when they are old. On November 10, I share gospel with family of Sao Kuang. After hearing the gospel, God worked in his heart for three days. He surrendered to Jesus on November 13th. Now he comes joyfully every Sunday to worship Jesus with us. The next week, I go to baptize three from his family. They committed to live for God. In December, God allowed me to reach many primary school students with a very simple gospel message. I saw some 50 students for the first time welcome Jesus into their hearts as Lord and Master. They were very happy to receive Bible stories and a love gift. Now, try to remember, this is an introverted woodcutter who spent his days alone on the mountain, well, with a cow, and now he's visiting schools and villages. The transformation in this man is remarkable. Earlier this year, Yoon Meek was part of an outreach with nine other pastors from the Samaki Mianche district, where they organized to evangelize 10 different villages. These evangelism meetings invite and include government and village leaders. Yoon reported that 56 communal chiefs and deputy chiefs were a part of hearing him preach. They heard the name of Jesus intentionally. They were moved and had many questions such as, when was Jesus born? How can people be saved in Jesus' name? What do we do with our Buddha beliefs? They were amazed to hear the truth about Jesus, and they were very happy to learn that Jesus' salvation is free. After answering questions, everyone agreed that Jesus is wonderful. We saw 13 adults confess Jesus and over 50 children. One of my favorite endeavors is posting photos that go along with these stories. You can see these at cupofgoodnews.org, cupofgoodnews.org. I have several photos of Yoon Meek. There's a photo from the baptism last November that he mentioned. There's a photo of him teaching at a school. There's a photo where he's involved in giving out clothes. And for this episode, I have to say that there's also... Well, if you scroll all the way down, there's a photo of the pine tree that I dropped on Tessima's house in March. I'm not proud of it. In fact, I'm humbled. I'm so grateful to the Holy Spirit working in Tessima. With a big hole in his roof, he looked at me and said, Ah, years ago, I would be so mad. I would even be swearing. But now, huh, I know that this house belongs to God. He can take care of it. <laughs> Thank you, Tessima. I am glad that God leads woodcutters to different lines of work.
Today, I did not pick up a chainsaw. I picked up this microphone and shared good news from a far country. Pastor Yoon Meek in Cambodia, he doesn't have to eke his living out cutting firewood. He's sponsored through Gospel Inc. And he's reaching his people with the powerful message of the gospel. And the change for both of those woodcutters, yours truly and Pastor Yoon, the change of doing more ministry and less tree falling, <laughs> that, my friends, is good news.